we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. I need to do it again. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Mike messages in that Bill Belichick has the grander legacy than Nick Saban. It's debatable because it's not like if Miami was a contender at all, Ricky Williams did more damage to the Dolphins than Saban because he retired right before a season started when the Finns were talking Super Bowl and Dolphins fans still want to hate on Nick. It's weird. Is that real? You're a Dolphins fan. You live through it. Not signing Drew Brees significantly more damaging than Ricky Williams leaving the Dolphins. Was it awkward? Yes. Did it leave a gaping hole in the offense? Absolutely. Not signing Drew Brees, Nick Saban, and the brain trust there with the Dolphins, medical staff front office, and him. That significantly more damaging in the grand scheme of things. If you had to do a blame pie of how much did Nick Saban have to do with not getting Drew Brees and going with Dante Culpepper, how much percent of the blame does he get? Because it was a collective decision. It was a collective decision. Uh, I'll give like 35, 40%, and then there was there's a whole bunch of other smaller percentages with multiple people across it's, the board. It's weird, too, though, because it feels like Nick Saban is trying to distance himself from that decision and make it seem like the Dolphins did it against his uh, will. You know who it was? You know who the, the, the medical decision maker was? Was Danny Cannell's father. Whoa. I yeah. did not know that. Yeah. That's weird. I didn't even know Danny Cannell's father was a doctor. It's yeah. these Knowles, man. The Knowles be screwing everything God up. Golly. Send another email, man. Ah, so you can't, you can't do just, anything right. But you, you you can't just gloss over Nick Saban and say, oh, not to blame. He had nothing to do it. No, he did because he of it. ultimately could have overruled and said, you know what? Uh, I I trust that we can get him to a point where he's healthy because the Saints certainly decided to take that risk. They were nondescript at the time. They brought him in. Everything changed almost overnight, almost overnight. Once he came in. Another layer of this, too, though, is how much does Drew Brees get maximized under Nick Saban versus a guy like Sean Payton, who we who we we call him a quarterback whisperer. He's an offensive minded guy, whereas Saban's not. I'm not saying that Drew Brees to the Dolphins wouldn't have been a success, but would, have been, would it have been the same roaring success that Drew Brees to the Saints was if we're going to give Sean Payton all of that credit for his you know offensive mastery? Right. Here, how about this? How about this? Nick Saban still leaves for Alabama. Cam Cameron still becomes head coach. But guess who was the successful quarterback pre-injury with the Chargers? Guess who was the offensive coordinator of that team before Drew Brees got hurt? I have no clue. Cam Cameron. Huh. So he would have come, and Cam Cameron would have been reunited with Drew Brees, and history would have been significantly different for both men. How about that? Yeah, I mean, when you say that. How about that? Uh, maybe that works out. I don't know. But then again, Cam Cameron's uh, lesser than Sean Payton. We still agree? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. It's not, even, <laughs> not, even, not even close. Uh, this is a, a historic day, a truly historic day. We actually came on the air. This is one of the first things you heard oh. at noon here on LaVica, Theo, and Stone. Uh, this is Bill Belichick formally announcing his farewell, him and the Patriots deciding to part ways, that becoming official late this morning, early this afternoon. And, uh, and finally to the fans. Um, you know, the fans here are amazing. Um, you know, there's so many memories of the fans, the, the send-offs, um, the parades, um, the Sundays, 
you know, whatever the whatever the situations are, um, the letters of support, uh, the you know, seeing the fans, you know, away from here, you know, at a gas station or a grocery store, or, you know, wherever you bump into them, uh, Patriot fans here, and not just in New England, but uh, they extend nationally and even internationally uh, as I've traveled. Uh, it's amazing how far the the arm reaches. We saw that this year in, in Germany. So. Uh, so appreciative of the fans for all the support they've given me, uh, my family, uh, and this football team. And uh, it's with um, just so many fond memories and, and uh, thoughts that I you know, think about the Patriots and, and I'll always be a Patriot. I look forward to coming back here. Uh, but at this time, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to move on. And um, I look forward. I'm excited for the future. Uh, but always very, very appreciative of the opportunity here, the support here, uh, and, you know, the, what Robert, what you've done for me. So that is Bill Belichick addressing media, fans, and owner Robert Kraft in a press conference earlier today. No questions from media. Uh, how do you let – me, let me just pick your I, – I don't trust Stone's journalism mind because his definition of journalism and my definition of journalism mind being the correct one, um, uh, I, don't, I, I don't trust it. Theo, you are a man of principle, a man of journalistic yes. principle. After 24 years, Bill Belichick, head coach, what did you think of the decision to not open it up for questions from media today? Uh, I'm glad you asked, Ken. So, I mean, right <laughs> <off the> bat, <laughs> uh, honestly, man, I, he's going to be peppered with these questions no matter what because he's continuing on in the NFL. I think because the the book is not closed, um, it's fair to say that maybe he didn't want today to to start all of the pontifications of hey, where are you going next and and everything. So I do, I you know, he did 24 years. He was an excellent coach. He did his thing. I, I think it was proper. I think I it like was how good. Theo frames it like he was in prison. Yeah, he, he did, did twenty four years. He did twenty four. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah you know he, he did his time. Yeah. <laughs> he did his time, man. Uh, but no, for real man. though, I think that you want to. You don't want to muddy it up with questions, and 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 then you start to you, you control the narrative. All right, he's going to get those questions in a few weeks when he announces he's going to the Falcons. That still Answer would be then. the weirdest location for him to go. I like it. I lo- if, if Bill Belichick to the Falcons feels like the best fit, and I know I don't know if it's time to even get into this yet. Are we saving that for tomorrow? Are we talking about it today? I like, don't know. Who cares? We're just freewheeling it right now. But think about this, though. If you're Bill Belichick, if you're able to go to the Atlanta Falcons, Arthur Blank is a man that he does like know and trust, right? Don't they have a relationship, um, Bill Belichick and Arthur Blank, a guy he likely would be cool with working for? Um, also... There's a lot of weapons and a lot of good players out there in Atlanta, and they're also a few wins away from the playoffs in the NFC South. It's an easy place to to actually rise up. You get it? Rise up, Falcon? Yeah, that was good. That was Thank good. you. That was great. It's an easy place to rise up. You get that team over the brink. You just win 10 games or so, sneak into the playoffs. And if they make the right quarterback decision this offseason, maybe he takes that off his own plate. Get, get, a, get an offensive guy in there that can help you make a good quarterback decision. The Falcons can be – a Super Bowl contender in a year. They can actually do it. Uh, speaking of plates. In you the NFC? You mentioned, uh, you mentioned plates, Theo. Why don't you tell all the fine folks about Duffy's Sports Grill, especially in lieu of a Peacock-only Dolphins-Chiefs playoff game. Oh, man, that's, uh, that's the thing, man. We're two days away. Two days away from Duffy Sports Grill being the one place in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast that you know for sure, without a Peacock subscription, you can watch Dolphins-Chiefs. <laughs> Dolphins Chiefs. Is that a munch sound going on in the middle of my read? 
Duffy Sports Grill, more than 80 TVs in all locations, and I can guarantee you in all 32 locations here in South Florida, there will be Dolphins Chiefs Saturday night, the best place to watch, because for your viewing pleasure, you're also greeted with two-for-one drinks all day, every day. You're also greeted with award-winning burgers and award-winning wings, and also on top of all of that, just a lovely smile from your server who's going to serve you up those wings and serve you up those drinks two-for-one all day as you watch the Chiefs dominate the Falcons or the Dolphins. That was Freudian. That was weird. Duffy Sports Grill, Duffy'sMVP.com to sign up for rewards today at Duffy's. Our game is always on. And a reminder, I have been uh, I have been bullied into, I have been peer pressured into doing a sports talk radio wager bet. Yeah. With Theo Dorsey, he, a fan of the Chiefs, me, a fan of the Dolphins. I didn't want to do it. I was reticent to commit to an on-air wager like every other radio show in the contiguous 48 here in the United States of America does. But I'm going to do it because I do now feel obligated. I Apparently, it's in my ESPN West Palm contract, must-do on-air wager, sports talk radio host. So what we're going to do, I don't feel confident about the Dolphins, didn't want to do this, got sucked into it. If the Dolphins win on Saturday, because this game is a Peacock app-only game, Theo will do an entire show in a Peacock costume. If the Chiefs win, I will don the Peacock costume and do an entire show for the world to see. Fair enough? I love it. You like it, Stone? I'm a huge fan of it. Uh, I do think Ken's daughters need to make it, though. Yes, that's that's a caveat. It needs to be like a handmade Peacock dress. Or like accessory to put. There's de- you. there'll definitely be accessories. I don't trust them with things where they're constructing things out of fabric. But I do believe we have uh, headbands and head attire that are peacock themed. So I'll make sure that that accompanies that. Allen messages in. Saban showed he was capable of being great with different rosters, different programs. Belichick has a losing record if he doesn't have the greatest player the game has ever seen. I mean, I just think that's an easy and probably most correct way to go. Right. And uh, how do we rationalize before we get to the wheel of topics? um, How do we rationalize the coaching tree of Bill Belichick, which has largely been a head coaching failure in the NFL? Uh, And I guess to some extent, a coordinator failure as well. Like Nick Saban in the last, what, 15 years has become a refuge for the coaches (laughs) that need a reset that need a career cleansing, whether it's Steve Sarkeesian. And, and, and under really poor circumstances like Steve Sarkeesian, alcoholism out at USC, mm. Lane Kiffin, uh, Lane Kiffin out at USC, like all these different coaches coming through, uh, Saban giving him a chance, Bill O'Brien Bill O'Brien, coming through. a Belichick, a Belichick coaching tree guy, right? Right, but it took Nick Saban to get him back on his feet. Yeah. Like, that's, that's what I'm saying is, is there's, Saban sort of became this, this great cleanser, whereas Bill Belichick, every time anybody left the, the Patriots to go take over their own team, it was pretty much a failure. Brian Flores couldn't get along with people. Matt Patricia was a disaster. Josh McDaniels, bad times too. Mm. Uh, how do you rationalize that? There's a um, – I forget what the name. I think the book was called Good to Great. Um, but in that book, it defined how you judge someone's legacy. And one big cog of it, and it depends on how you – you know, whatever perspective you have, one big cog of what your legacy is is what those that you have touched have done after you. And Bill, Bill Belichick, I mean – Outside of Tom Brady, who's really had success after they've left Belichick? 
Mike Vrabel, maybe? He didn't yeah. coach under him. He played under him. But there's a lot right. more of guys that have been failures post-Bill Belichick, whereas Nick Saban has literally – Nick Saban literally has birthed it maybe the next Nick Saban in college football in Kirby Smart at Georgia. Yeah. Jimbo Fisher, another guy that coached under him that is now succeeding at the highest level, like – or at least he was – I'm just saying, like he won a national championship. Yeah, yes. well, I'm and just a saying. fake one at Texas A&M. <laughs> <That> was, <laughs> what was the fake national championship Texas A&M one? Was it the fake banner that they gave him when he no, showed no. up? Yeah, yeah, it's when it, when he got hired and they gave him the plaque. Yeah, <laughs> how did that national end up? champion? Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. <laughs> uh, but, oh, but no, like you, you, that's a great point as well. Like every single time you try and keep score between Belichick and Saban, there's so many more tallies under that Saban column including, uh, again, that Trojan horse. He sent Mac Jones off to Bill Belichick. <laughs> Nick Saban won a national title with uh, Mac Jones. Bill he, Belichick got a Pro Bowl appearance out of him? Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. After uh, a lot of people right. bowed Mac, out. <laughs> Mac Jones, Mac Jones, seventh option Pro Bowler. Yeah. Uh, real quick, before we take a break and get to the wheel of topics, uh, let's go around the horn here. Mike Vrabel, does he count as being a part of the Bill Belichick coaching tree. Theo, does Mike Vrabel count as a member of the Bill Belichick coaching tree? No. Stone? Unequivocally, yes. I say no. Majority rules. The answer <laughs> is no. When we come back... He also just got fired. So. He also... You know what? <laughs> so, yeah. So, even if That's he does... That's accurate. That's <laughs> accurate. So, Theo and I win either way. Uh, when we come back, you're all winners because Thursday means the wheel of topics. Wheel, wheel of, of topics. topics. We spin our Wheel of Fortune ripoff wheel, and we talk about the topic it lands on. Simple concept, fun for the whole family. He's Theo Dorsey, that's Stone Lebanowitz. I'm Ken Levicka. Levicka, Theo, and Stone, ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Accident right. Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Just mere moments away from Wheel of Topics. Yeah. Yep, Wheel of Topics coming up in mere moments here on LaVica, Theo, and Stone. Uh, here at ESPN West Palm, the higher-ups are always uh, they're, they're pushing us, telling us, hey, do more preview of your show on social media. My yeah. problem is, my pushback to that is, I never quite know which direction the show is going, and I don't want to mislead people. Uh, but I understand the sentiment. I get it. Now, I want to gauge your guys' thoughts on this promotion from an established man in the industry, Skip Bayless. He, Theo, the host of Undisputed on FS1, right? FS1, FS, Undisputed? Under, yeah, yeah, same yeah, yeah, FS, show. Yeah. Skip Bayless tweeted the following at 8.55 a.m. this morning to preview what's upcoming on Undisputed. Quote, Richard Sherman's about to go deep on Pete Carroll. Now on wow. Undisputed. Um, why would he say that? Would- I don't know. <clears throat> I, don't, I, I don't know. I don't even know what that means, to be quite honest. I'm uncomfortable. I, yeah. Uh, so I, I just I wonder how that went for him. I wonder how going deep on Pete Carroll went for Richard Sherman earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> oh god i hope you had safety help uh <laughs> oh, that's well said that's well said uh speaking of help if you need help with chronic congestion with snoring issues with the ringing of ears 
and issues across the board. You need an ENT extraordinaire, Dr. Neil Goldhaber. GoldhaberSinus.com. GoldhaberSinus.com, Dr. Neil Goldhaber. He is the ENT extraordinaire. As you go into the new year, why spend another year suffering? Another year just, quote, dealing with it. Another year of, eh, I'm just used to it. It doesn't have to be like that. Improve your life. Improve your lifestyle. Get your chronic ENT issues handled. Your snoring problems taken care of with Dr. Neil Goldhaber. GoldhaberSinus.com. GoldhaberSinus.com. Dr. Neil Goldhaber, the man based in Boynton Beach. Been doing it for decades. It's Dr. Neil Goldhaber. GoldhaberSinus.com. Ken? Yes. Uh, can we do some maybe... Breaking news there we go. ESPN 106.3 is brought to you yeah. by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. If your vehicle has issues... We back, baby! We back! Get it fixed we back! Right now at uh, St. Lucie Battery and Tire. Is this Aaron Rodgers on the McAfee show? Yep. Yep. Gimla Vicka? Amir, what has it been? Twenty-four hours? Not even. Uh, not since, even. Since Aaron Rodgers, who's not who's not a guy that just loves attention, um, and Pat McAfee announced that he's no longer going to be on the show for the rest of the football season. Did the football season end, Ken? Uh, no, it's still going. Playoffs start uh, uh, Saturday. Well, Aaron Rodgers currently live on the Pat McAfee show. We are. <laughs> Inevitable. <laughs> what the You're hell such is that? Loser. Ken, what is happening in 2024? We're like 10 days in. All the great coaches of our time are retiring. Aaron yep. Rodgers still lying. Stephen uh, A. Smith is eviscerating oh Jason my. Whitlock. That was uh, amazing last night. You got night. Cat Williams absolutely destroying uh, every popular black comic that's ever yes. existed. Yes. Uh, I don't know what's times. happening. I don't know what is is Pat McAfee openly trying to get let go. I is that what's happening? Or is he be, just in a is he in a package swinging contest right now? There's got to be some kind of in, at this point the Pat McAfee and ESPN relationship is obviously on some kind of ice, right? Yeah. Like something's happening oh there. There's something God. boiling. I'm not saying which party is right or wrong. I'm just saying there are. See, and this is what happens with Aaron Rodgers fans. Theo Stone's reaction is is case in point why yeah. I can't stand Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers lemmings. As soon as you say something about Aaron Rodgers, oh. it's, it's actually it's actually quite the contraire, my friend. Anytime you see this guy's face, for you to get Contrary. in wallows and weeps and do this thing and get all up. Said is laughable. Pat McAfee on ice. He's keeping the lights on. I am saying he's keeping I'm, the lights on. I'm saying the relationship. It, the relationship. I'm not saying Pat McAfee's not great. He's great for TV. He's great I for ratings. I love McAfee. The relationship between him and ESPN executives have to be at least a little weary. Not only did Stephen A. Smith call it out and talk about it on his podcast last night in the middle of him eviscerating uh, the one whose name will not be said again, Jason Whitlock. Um, but also he. he Aaron Rodgers himself, or no, not Aaron Rodgers, Pat McAfee He's himself called out an ESPN executive on his show yeah. by name. And like the ESPN and, executive. But yeah. it, I mean, if you think the relationship was really in a weird place right now, you think they would allow Aaron Rodgers to show his face on that program? Well, this is, but this know. is why I'm saying I think it's a package swinging contest right now because it's clear that Pat McAfee has an awful lot more influence than some think. Yeah, he does. I, he really ESPN, does. ESPN is really more so than they've really ever done in quite some time at the very least. They're giving him a whole hell of a lot of rope. A lot of leeway yeah, when, right now. When the greatest quarterback to ever wear number 12 wants something, you give it to him. <laughs> I mean, it's just as simple oh as God. that. Did Joe Namath request something? Uh-huh. Well, I mean, still, What's, come on, What's Joe Namath doing? Um, I, but, hey, I respect it. I respect, if, if, if Pat McAfee can get away with it, 
I respect it, and I suppose he has leverage. He could go back to FanDuel in two seconds and make Ubers of millions yeah. of dollars and nobody bats an eye. Uh, it, it's, it, I just think Aaron Rodgers is bad for Pat McAfee, just from a, an association standpoint. Pat, I'll put it this way. Pat McAfee, what he does, he, from a societal standpoint, he, from a content creation standpoint, he, from an attention-garnering standpoint, is so much better than having to stoop to Aaron Rodgers. He should be. He just is. I mean, he just I, is. I think it's a mutually beneficial relationship because Aaron Rodgers wants the biggest platform he can have. And he skew. knows that Pat McAfee will just uh, sit there and uh, tickle him yeah. and caress him 100%. and let him do whatever he wants. It's mutually beneficial. And for ESPN, as much as the executives might hate it, it also is beneficial for them because guess what people are doing every time Aaron Rodgers jumps up on the Pat McAfee show? Crying. They're tuning in. Yeah, but, Hate but watching it's, it's, or love watching, they're tuning in. It's not just crying. It's the spouting of conspiracy theory, Reddit fever dream nonsense. Like it is, it is dangerous stuff that Aaron Rodgers is putting out there and feeding to the masses. What? Like Stone, oh. you can deny it all you want, but that is an absolute fact. When when he's going a with fact to a certain group of medical, people, uh, the majority of people and people wow. with a brain, people that have not been completely inundated by misinformation, sullied by the Tucker Carlson's of the world, mm. and then want to go to Thanksgiving and tell all of their family members why getting a vaccine is going to make them grow a tail and give them a tumor all over their forehead. Like these are just Aaron Rodgers. I don't even think he believes half this stuff. I think he sounds cool when he. Rep- Pete's what he watches on InfoWars. No, I think like, he I likes. Think I think he likes watching guys like you squirm. That's I, I think I, it's I, hilarious to him. I'm not squirming. You're squirming. You're, he, you, you you oftentimes no, say that I'm the, reckless for I the take, things that I go on air and say. You you're are saying reckless. that what Aaron Rodgers is saying is dangerous, and you're taking Aaron a side Rod- right now 80, on air. Eighty percent of what Aaron Rodgers says has absolutely no scientific basis for any study that's ever been done in any single appropriate setting. Period. Fact of the matter. That's why it's reckless. But I'm telling that's, you. And that's why Aaron Rodgers is an abject clown job. And I feel confident in mm. an intellectual conversation, a discussion amongst big brains. <laughs> I would feel great talking with Aaron Rodgers but, and pushing back on any of his stupid crap. But the thing is, this is where I think you're getting it mixed up. No body, or when you talk about the majority, actually gives a damn. So when Pat comes on air and says, hey, so he's just talking. So why is Pat li- letting him? Why is Pat letting him do that? I agree. It's I don't want to watch Pat McAfee have Aaron Rodgers talking on talking like, about the alphabet mob. Like Pat said verbatim, oh, he just likes to talk a little bit of bleep. That's what he's doing. It's entertainment. He's it's just talking a little, little bit, bit of bleep. bleep. But people like Some you take it. It's hate speech and it is misinformation. It's not just a little bit of bleep. Like, I understand Pat McAfee trying to protect Aaron Rodgers, and I understand Pat McAfee trying to, hey, I want this guy, I want to give this guy some, some love because he's been great for my show. But Pat McAfee at some point needs to worry about Pat McAfee. Mm. And I'm worried about Pat McAfee and the association with that worm-brained moron. Mm. <laughs> mm. Are you, what's that? Is that him crying? I mean, this or is, is that a laugh? The, like, like to fall for Ken to be so smart and to fall into Aaron Rodgers' trap on his own show is hilarious. This is what he wants you to do. This is what he wants everybody to do. Aaron could care less. Aaron's having a grand old time Aaron, sitting I, on his couch well, re- rehabbing his all, Achilles. First of all, it's couldn't care less. 
Couldn't, and yeah, I just got yelled at in the studio. Uh huh. And and <laughs> second of all, I don't. I'm not. I'm not wasting my time. I, I'm fine with it. The more I can push back on Aaron Rodgers, the better, because I think it's better for everybody. And Aaron's inevitable, and he's going to keep showing his face, and he's going to keep pissing you off because that's exactly what's going on. This is an entertainment business. Theo. Pat McAfee is lining his pockets with all of us. Theo, you know what else is inevitable? Seven wins for the Jets in 2024. Ooh. Did they get the? You seven? know what else is inevitable? The Dolphins going home in a first-round exit again in the playoffs <laughs> because this is what that. they do. I've already said that. What do you want me to say? I've already Damn said right, that. Damn right, that's inevitable. Chiefs kingdom, baby. But just, just, just to end this conversation, Aaron Rodgers is a clown. Uh, he is a warm-brained moron, and and he's inevitable seven wins next year. Good? Now, just the, so we've covered all that. Boom roasted. There you go. Uh, we'll do an expedited wheel of topics when we come back. Theo Dorsey, Stone Labanowitz, Ken Levicka. And apparently I'm a simp. Levicka, Theo, and Stoney, ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Levicka, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Before we get to an expedited version of Wheel of Topics, thanks a lot for derailing us, Aaron Rodgers. Come on. Uh, Theo Dorsey and the virtues of the great people at Kaiser Golf. Yeah, this coming Saturday morning, I won't let any of this outside noise derail me from tuning up my golf game, and the only place to do it is the Kaiser University Golf Coaching Center. There's so many ways to improve your golf game fast at the Kaiser University Golf Coaching Center. Personally, I work with Peter. He coaches myself and Tina home team. We've done chipping. We've done pitching. And I'm Mr. Maddox himself on that golf course. (laughs) And they've got the best facilities in the area with outdoor facilities, including an expansive chipping and putting area. We got practice bunkers, a huge putting green and a full swing practice area. But my favorite is the indoor arena, the training arena, indoor 2000 square feet, three hitting bays, a private classroom. And of course, the cutting edge video and ball flight analysis technology. You literally swing. Peter tells me what I did wrong, and then he also gets to show me. That's how you improve your game. It's hard to do it without the video. Kaiser University Golf Coaching Center has it all. The Kaiser University Golf Coaching Center in the heart of Palm Beach County off I-95 in the Turnpike. Find out more at kaisergolfcenter.com. Sign up for lessons. Uh, Nick Saban, retiring. Do we have any word yet, Stone, on when he's going to have a press conference? No word at all, but uh, Dan Lanning thing. I am staying in Oregon. Yep, Dan Lanning staying in right Oregon. Now. Uh, and yeah, how how big a flex is it to be like, hey, come to Oregon? Alabama wanted me. Mm, like, like that's you gotta that's, you, you you have to, especially today when when yeah, you have to use your platform while your name is hot and everybody's searching your name on Twitter to just yeah, like to just pump up Oregon. And why would you leave Oregon? Yeah, like there's a real chance that the common folk did not really know who Dan Lanning was. And yeah. he becomes the first name, the coveted name for the Alabama job. That's a good branding Love uh, for him and, uh, and Oregon. Uh, Stone, if we could, please take on the duties of spinning the wheel of topics. Wheel, wheel of, of topics. topics. Alabama job. What a coincidence. So we know Dan Lanning, Theo, is not going to Alabama now. He's staying. Uh, it is now confirmed. So who in God's name takes that Alabama job? And I would argue, Theo, that that job is a little bit, while prestigious, unattractive. Yeah. Because how do you follow up Nick Saban if you're anywhere close to a sane mind? The expectation at Bama is national championship or bust. Anything outside of that is a failure. That's the toughest job to take right now in America, especially with the land landscape of college football uh it's got to be a fool 
it's got to be a person that has irrational confidence. Stone, let me pose this to you. Say you're Kalen DeBoer, and you just led Washington in the national championship game. You're losing Michael Penix. You have to take that Alabama job, right? Yeah, but I don't know if he's got enough juice. Mm. I don't, and I don't really have any reasoning behind that. But I think this one's gonna, <laughs> this one's gonna have to be, some. It's gonna have to be Lane Kiffin, big man. It, it can't be DeBoer because you talk about the common man not knowing who Dan Lanning in is. Well, the common man definitely doesn't know who Kalen DeBoer is. So I, I don't know. I just I, they can't do that. They cannot do that. I might get clowned for this, and that's fine. Wouldn't be the first time. Do you think there's even a sliver of a percentage of a chance that Alabama could lure Kirby Smart? No. Absolutely not. Thanks for asking, though. That's done. Matter of fact, there <laughs> were... Glad th- we got that out of the way. Yeah, like Nick Saban, I think, even admitted that Georgia might be the best coaching job in college football, not even Alabama. He, he so, admitted that while at Alabama. Let me put this out there, because I think that... Who, who would we have said the last decade is the heir apparent, the obvious heir apparent to the Alabama job? Uh, Dabo Sweeney. His stock hasn't been lower than it is now in a decade. Yeah. If you're Alabama, do you still go get him? Because I would argue I'd rather have a Kalen DeBoer than a Dabo Swinney because Dabo Swinney has done nothing but openly mock NIL, trash NIL. Uh, He built Clemson in God's name, image, and likeness. Uh, I don't know if Dabo's reputation is good for what Alabama is trying to continue to attract there. I would say this is the perfect spot for Dabo Swinney to have an excuse Right? An excuse to say, well, Bama forced my hand. I have to do NIL stuff more. And now I have to tap into the transfer portal uh, because I'm going to Tuscaloosa where that is expected of me. And then also for Bama, it's a good fit because he's one of them. Right? Like, did he play for them or coach for them at some point? I forgot. I think maybe both. Yeah. Um, He's one of them. I think it's a perfect marriage, honestly, though, Ken. Like, you're he right. would have he's to change his ways, though. That's helpful. But, man, he's going to have to go through a little bit of a modern-day college football reclamation Yeah. Tour. But that's what uh, the great coaches do. They redefine how they coach, except for Bill Belichick, and which is why he failed after Brady. Uh, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. They have a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho. For more information today, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County, the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Stone, let's give that wheel another spin, please. Spin. Spin. Spinning. Is it spinning? Wheel Wheel of of Topics. topics. Sometimes it gets a little stuck. Yeah. You got a WD-40. <laughs> I literally, uh, when you called on me, I was spraying it with WD-40. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's just give me a heads up next time. I understand how the wheel works. That's what you call uh, it? Here's the, here's the topic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, you guys remember when Michigan won the national championship in college football? Mm. That seems like about two years ago now at this point. Mm. From that point, Michigan wins the national championship, and we have Pete Carroll. Oh, yeah, by the way, he uh, and the oh Seahawks goodness. separated head coach and organization yesterday. Uh, and then you have Nick Saban and Bill Belichick and this coaching news. Uh, is it karma? Is it karma? Yes. Jim Harbaugh winning the title and nobody remembers it like 14 hours after it happened? This is almost perfect. And it's also, again, Pete Carroll and Harbaugh both getting overshadowed by this is almost like poetic in some way. And, and I do find it humorous. 
Who has it better than us? Nobody. <laughs> it's also uh, who cares about that championship at this point. Here's, here's this. Actually, spin the wheel one more time. Do we have time to spin the wheel one more time? Wheel, wheel of Topics. topics. Oh, man, I can't believe it landed on this. The most coveted in the NFL. Who are the teams going to be going at most to fill their head coaching vacancy? Who's most desirable? Bill Belichick, Jim Harbaugh. Mm. Wow. I would say Jim Harbaugh. Wow. I think his stock is higher than Bill Belichick's. He's on a coaching high. Bill wow. Belichick, Bill Belichick uh, he's sort of a uh, I have something to prove because things failed at the other place. You never want to go with the man who's more desperate. Jim Harbaugh is fulfilled, and also he has more of a future ahead of him, more years ahead of him. Bill Belichick needs to win now, wants to win now, and he probably is going to coach with a little bit more desperation. That could be a good thing, but it also can be a terrible thing. Stone, real quick, where are you at? Belichick or Harbaugh? Who's more coveted for? I'm not going to lie. I love everything that Theo just said. I think the desperation that Bill Belichick would provide is awesome for a locker room. So I like Bill. Wow. Nice. That's a strong, strong finish to this, boys. Uh, we'll send the uh, wheel of topics in for some uh, to get some work on. we got to get that rust off. We'll talk to you tomorrow. That's Theo. That's Stone. I'm Ken. Bye-bye.